This is Church Alive's Teaching of the Week by Pastor Gene Amoson. For additional teachings or information about the church, go to churchalive.net. Hey, we're going to get into the Word today. Uh, we're going to talk about being all in for God. And I believe that literally we are in a defining moment for this church right now. Many people have sensed it. We've had the prophetic spoken over this church that some things are about to happen, and we've started to see things happen, and I believe that God's actually about to show us what this new season is going to look like for Church Alive. I want you to know this as we get started today, that he has strategically brought every one of you here today to be part of that. Come on now. You may just think that you're here. You may just think that, uh, you know, I'm just kind of trying to figure out if this is the church for me. Maybe you feel like you don't have much to bring to the table. Listen to me. God has strategically brought you here for such a time as this to be part of what he wants to do to change this city. Come on now. And you need to just understand that you're supposed to be an important part of this next season here at Church Alive. And I want to share with you today, if you'll apply what we talk about today, I truly think that down the road, you're going to look back at today's service and you're going to say, you know what? That was a turning point for me and my family. That was a day whenever things started to change for the good for me and my family. So I'm going to ask y'all to hang in there with me today. Amen. If you feel like I'm preaching to you, don't take it personal. Because honestly, I believe a majority of believers who attend church need to hear this today. So this is, um, this is a conversation I've had with a lot of pastor friends of mine that they deal with as well. So uh, I want you to know my desire for everyone here as pastor of this church is to, to see you walk with God and have a strong relationship with him. I want to see everyone in this house live an overcoming life. Listen to me. A life full of victory and not defeat. Amen. I want to see you all see the miraculous take place. In other words, whenever somebody comes up to you and they, they share that they're sick, that you're like, you know what, let's pray right now. And you're expecting a miracle to happen and you're going to see a miracle happen. Come on now. That's what I want for every one of you here today. And that's why we're going to talk about this today. Most of you are here at Church Alive because you've had an encounter with God at some point in your life. And a lot of you have gone deeper in your walk, and as a result, you've seen God really bless your life. You know, your families are in a good place. Your kids are in a good place. You know, maybe you're doing really well with your career. Uh, you're walking in peace. That's worth something right there, isn't it? That's, in this day and age, walking in peace is a good thing. Uh, you're just seeing your life blessed in so many different areas. Is it perfect? No. It's not perfect, but you're doing well. That's a lot of y'all's stories here today. You're fulfilled. You see God working through you. Yeah, you face some trials, but you stand. Just like Ephesians 6 tells us, we just continue to stand, and we know that we're going to get the victory. But then there's some that are here today that that's not your story. You would like it to be your story, but you can say to yourself, that's, that's really not me right now, Gene. Um, I, I don't have peace. I, I don't feel connected to the Lord. I honestly don't have a lot of joy in my life. And yeah, you're saved, but you feel like you're just existing versus kind of living that great life. And so there's a question of why is it that there's two different kinds of Christians that are walking around? Why is it that there are believers that are walking around or that here, are here today that they're just seeing God move in their life and they're seeing so many blessings in their life? Why? And then you have some that aren't seeing it at all. There's a reason. There's a reason. 
that we're going to look at today. Let's go to Peter and Andrew's encounter with Jesus in Matthew 4, starting in verse 18. We're going to go verse 18, 19, and 20. It says, And as he was walking by the shore of Galilee, Jesus noticed two fishermen who were brothers. One was nicknamed Kepha, later called Peter, and the other was Andrew, his brother. Watching as they were casting their nets into the water, Jesus called out to them and said, Come and follow me, and I will transform you into men who catch people for God, or I will make you fishers of men, your word may say. Immediately. Everybody say immediately. Immediately Immediately they dropped their nets and left everything behind to follow Jesus. Funny story, I've just got to mention my dad here. Dad used to say Jesus' disciples had to be the absolute worst fishermen on the planet. He said, if you read the word, they never caught fish unless Jesus was around them. But anyway, whenever you look at, let's just say, the believers that we talked about just a minute ago who were blessed, and whenever you look at these two guys right here, immediately they left everything behind. You want to know what they got in common? They were all in for God. They were all in for God. They walked away from what they had. They walked away from their past, and they were fully in for him. So today we're going to talk about a few things. I don't really have points today, but the first thing I want to mention to you is that God's highest calling for you is not to go to church. God's highest calling for you is not to go to church. You may have walked into this place today and you're thinking to yourself, as of about 12 o'clock, I have accomplished for the Lord what I'm supposed to do this week. Mm, You can do a little better than that. Amen? I want you to know that your attendance here will not secure your place in eternity with him. You need to understand that. Most people here in the deep south in Mississippi say, yeah, I go to church, but y'all, it's a lot more than that because, see, we're supposed to be conformed into the image of Christ. Every day we're supposed to look more and more like him, and we're not just supposed to go to a church building, but be in all for him, all in for him, which, of course, includes us being connected to a house of God with other believers and to be the church. It's us being a light shining in the darkness, amen? And we need to leave this place every week on a mission to change a life after we walk out of these doors. Come on now. That's what we're supposed to do as the church of Jesus Christ. And for this to happen, I got to be all in and you got to be all in. That's it. So let's talk about a a church goer, a good old-fashioned church goer, maybe here in Mississippi, all right? Just a few things about them. You know, they come to church, but over time, they really never connect. They don't really get their teeth kind of sunk into things. Um, They're kind of hit or miss come Sundays. They spectate during worship. They do a good job of holding that chair down in front of them during worship. You won't see them at events. Life groups, they've not even considered joining a life group. Have not even considered joining a life group. They'll say they don't have time. They'll say they don't have resources to give. Um, They're going to bolt out the door as quick as they can after service. But here's the reality. Down the road, years down the road, uh, these folks are going to be hurting. These folks are going to be going through stuff, and they're going to be in rough shape. And the reason is, is because they never went all in for God, because they don't have a community around them to support them. I don't know about you, but whenever I'm hurting I like to be surrounded by people that care for me and that love me and that lift me up. Come on now. 
listen, whenever we're going through hard things, you don't want to walk through it alone. Come on now. And, and too many people, they've chosen to do what I just talked about. And so whenever the hard times come, they're walking through it alone. And let me go ahead and just tell you, this was their choice. Okay? There's no other excuse. It's all on you at that point if that's what you decide to do. And, and so I just want to encourage you, listen, you need to get planted, amen, in the house of God. The thing is, these people, they're not thriving. Are they saved? Yeah, they're saved, but they're just not receiving all they could. They're not receiving the blessings of God that they could, and they're not all in. They're maybe just kind of halfway, kind of sort of in. So indeed, going to church isn't the same as being all in. Now let's talk about going to church. Did anybody this morning or last night in their homes was the statement, are we going to church, made? I'm going to go ahead and tell you, if that question was asked in your house, there is a problem. And men, I'm going to go ahead and just get all over you. It's your problem. Because as the priest of the home, listen to me, you have got to set how it's going to be in your house as it relates to the spiritual things. Amen? So are we going to church? Where else would we be? It, it's Sunday morning. Listen, we have Tuesday taco night. We have Monday night football. We have Friday night ball games. We have the things we do on Saturdays. Why wouldn't we be at church on Sundays? Come on now. And so men, go ahead and just, as Joshua said, as for me and my house, we will be at church on Sunday morning. Just make your own version of that scripture. That's where you need to be. But going to church isn't the same as being all in, as I mentioned. But whenever you're all in, listen, God's church isn't just part of your life. It is our lives. Amen? Amen. But going to church, are we going to church? I mean, did your kids ask you, are we going to eat today? Are we going to church today? Yeah, we're going to church. Amen? It's what we've got to do. Now, let's look at somebody who's all in. And by the way, church isn't just a destination that you go to. It's literally part of who you are. Let's look at somebody who's all in. They came to church. They developed relationships because they were intentional to connect. You have to be intentional to connect at times. You may say, I'm an introvert. You got to be intentional to connect, and I don't know what to tell you. They realized that they had gifts, and they decided to use them in church. They gave it their time, they gave it their resource, and for them, church isn't a destination any longer, but it's literally part of their identity. You know what they're saying? They're saying, I am part of the family of God. I'm part of the family of God. The roots start to grow deep, and even though life isn't perfect, here's the good news. They can withstand the storms whenever the storms come. They can withstand them. And so they're, they're thriving because of the place that they're in, because of their walk with God, because of the community that's around them. Life's not perfect, but they're happy. How many of you right now, you can say, man, life's not perfect, but, but I'm in a good place. Anybody? I'm in a good place. Amen. Their needs are being met, relationships are being built, and kingdom work is being done. Now, Jesus confirms all this right here, what I just said, kind of the characteristics are of somebody who's all in, in a verse that I've focused on so much in about the last year based on what's going on in the world. Matthew 6, 33. Y'all know this is my current jam, right? Seek the kingdom of God above all else. 
Listen, whenever you're all in, you're seeking the kingdom of God. More than you're seeking ball games, more than you're seeking hobbies, more than you're seeking, seeking getting out and fishing, more than you're seeking bunco night, more than you're seeking whatever it is. Whenever you're, you're seeking the kingdom of God above all else, then you're going to see the blessings of God in your life. Okay, so seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously. Now, let me give you some good news. Whenever you seek the kingdom of God by default, you will find yourself living righteously. Amen? You're not going to seek the kingdom of God and be a hellraiser all at the same time. It really just doesn't work, right? So, so you're going to find yourself living righteously by default. And the word says whenever you do these two things, and again, if you do number one, number two is going to happen. Whenever you do these two things, he's going to give you everything you're going to need. He's going to give you the desires of your heart. But you got to seek. Somebody say seek. You have got to seek. And with all that's going on in the world right now, the kingdom of God needs to be our focus. Come on now. Some of these things that are really important that are taking up a lot of your time, and of course, we have to work. So 40-ish, 40, 50 hours a week, we know we're working, right? But these other things that are eating up a lot of our time, the day you take your last breath, it will mean nothing. It, it will mean nothing. Those other things, they do not matter. We need to be seeking the kingdom. That needs to be our focus. Now, let me kind of switch gears just for a second. Let's go over a scripture that we love here at Church Live. Psalms 92, starting in verse 12. It says the righteous. Everybody say the righteous. The righteous will flourish or thrive like a palm tree. They'll grow like a cedar of Lebanon planted in the house of the Lord. I want you to see that. Planted in the house of the Lord, they will flourish in the courts of our God. They'll still bear fruit in their old age. They'll stay fresh and green, proclaiming, The Lord is upright. He is my rock. Keep that verse up there just for a minute. I want us to talk about this. Let's, let's look at that. The, the righteous will flourish, or again, we're going to say thrive like a palm tree. Just real quick, the palm tree, Roman times, represented victory like a palm tree. They'll grow like the cedar of Lebanon. Those were known for their strength, just so you know. Planted in where? The house of God. They will, again, flourish or thrive in the courts of God. Here's some great news. They'll still bear fruit in their old age. I want you to know today, if you're getting a little bit older, I want you to know God's not done with you yet. You may be drawing social security, but it doesn't mean that you retired from kingdom work. Come on now. You never, you never retire from kingdom work. I mean, you, I guess you can decide to, but come on, God's plan is not that. This is what it says right up here. You're still going to bear fruit in old age. Amen? In old age. You're going to stay fresh and green, too, in your old age while you're bearing this fruit. That's good news right there. But here's the thing, as you age, as you're planted, as you're all in for God, as you're thriving, you're going to be able to proclaim, he's my rock. He's my rock. He's been faithful from day one, and he's going to continue to be faithful, and he gets all the credit for what he's done in my life. Amen? Amen. What a fantastic verse right there. He's my rock. Those 
who are all in for God, those who are planted in the house of God, they're going to thrive. They're going to become stronger spiritually. They're going to see the miraculous. They're going to be used by God to change lives. They're going to see victory. They're going to see favor. They're going to see blessings from God as well. Amen? Amen. Whenever you look at the word church in the Greek, it's a word that's pronounced ekklesia. Now, whenever you break that word down, it's got two parts into it. There's ek, E-K, which means out, klesia. The rest of it is translated called, or it means the called out ones is what the church in Greek means. So basically, yeah, we're a group of people who have been called out to go into the world in the service of the Lord. That's what this is right here. That's what you're part of. That's God's desire for you is to be part of that group of the ecclesia, amen? And too many people act as if they don't need to be part of the church. They have this independent spirit, which is not of God, just so you know, okay? They have this independent spirit like, well, you know, I can just watch somebody on TV or I'll catch a service online or, or whatever. I want you to know the gathering of us together does more than you'll ever imagine, being in the presence of worship like you were in just 20 minutes ago versus watching worship, listen, spectating worship online, completely different things. Can anybody say amen to that? Uh, and so we need to understand there's, in the house of God, there's worship, there's the presence of God, there's prayer. Folks can pray for you directly. They can lay hands on you and believe for your healing, believe for the miracle that you need in your life. Hey, there's accountability as well too, amen? Now sometimes people don't like it. Let me go ahead and tell you, you need it and I need it. We all need it, but there is a difference in just supposedly kind of watching church online or saying you don't need church. Listen, you need church. You need to be connected to a church because here we gather to be unified, to honor God, to hear the word and to grow spiritually. We're not sitting whenever we're plugged in whenever we're all in, we're serving. Every one of you, I'm just speaking over you right now. You need to be serving in some way. But you're using the gifts that God's given you. And as we work together, we make a difference, listen to me, in the lives of people that walk through these doors that are hurting. I'm looking at faces right now of people that have walked through these doors and they were hurting. And they've shared with us what they've gone through and they've shared with us maybe a, a hard experience and it could have been at a past church or something like that. Man, they just, they needed fellowship and they needed connection. And whenever you're all in and whenever you're working and we're working as a body together, then you're part of bringing that healing to people that are walking in here hurting. Amen? Amen. But here's the good news is it's not just people in here that are getting ministered to. It's people outside of these doors, right? because we're the hands and feet of Jesus. And so it's not just what we do in here, because as y'all leave, it overflows into your neighborhoods and into your work and into other areas that you hang out at, whether it's the ball field or chamber meeting or whatever it is. It just continues to overflow. And whenever we're all in, listen to me, we're not spiritual consumers. Whenever we're all in, and I love this about this church. Let me just brag on our folks here. I'll just pause for a minute. Something just came to mind. Whenever I stepped into this role, there's a lot of people that had been here for 10, 15, 20 years underneath my father. And as we know, I couldn't be dad. Dad was way too awesome, right? God has kind of my own track for me, and God had dad's track for him. Amen? 
my track's a little bit different. Some things change. It's to be expected in any transition in any church in America. But what I love is, is the people that have been here for so long, it wasn't about, well, here's how he did it. This is what made us happy. And now we need you to make us happy the way that he made us happy. Thank you for not being that way. And I honestly, genuinely say thank you for that. Because here's the thing. You realize it's not about you, but it's about those hurting people that are coming in and them getting blessed. Amen? I'm concerned about this next generation. That's what I'm concerned about. Because we're all aging, right? And, and I want to make sure that whenever a lot of us are gone, that my son's here and my daughter's here and their children are here and that church life just goes from generation to generation. That, see, that's my goal, amen? And so if we're just currently trying to please this crowd right here, I'll go ahead and tell you what happens. The church is going to die off and it happens every week in America. It happens every week because as the church ages and we try to please an aging crowd, that group fades out and they die and then there's nobody younger than them left in the church. So thank you all. You're not spiritual consumers. Sundays are not about just pleasing you. You realize that the church doesn't exist just for us, but it exists for the world and those that God's sending to us. Amen? Listen, there's a difference being called to be part of a mission, a vision, and a movement of a church body and just going to church. There's a big difference. So how do we move from just going to church to being all in? I want to go ahead and tell you, first of all, it's not super ultra easy. Because, see, you've got to make a decision, and so you've got to make some changes. Amen. Of course, you've got to spend time with God. We know that. Let me go ahead and tell you, as we said just a minute ago, you need to determine that your home, your spouse, your children, everybody whose feet are underneath your dining room table are at church so that they can get fed. I want you to understand your children need to learn the word at a very young age right now. Because the world is doing everything it can to pull it out of them. And they need to be strong in the word. Somebody say amen. Amen. I'm going to go ahead and tell you, my son and I had to have a hard conversation about homosexuality last week. It was awkward. But you want to know why? I wanted him to hear it from the biblical perspective, from the priest of the Amoson home, and not from teachers, and not from whatever channels that kids tend to watch. Amen? So you need to have them here on Sundays. I'm going to go ahead and tell you, you don't need to sit in the quick exit seats either. And you know the seats I'm talking about, somebody. You need to be intentional to get to know people. We want to help you find your place here. We want to see what you can do to benefit the kingdom of God as well. Nobody needs to just sit. Everybody needs to serve in some way. And I want you to understand, y'all, we can't fight off the devil just going to church here and there. We need to be here regularly. Amen? We really do. But talking about that, that serving thing, Everybody here has got something that they can do to, to benefit this ministry. It takes a lot of people to pull off a Sunday. Uh, we have a lot of people in the back, a lot of people in the back who are teaching our little ones. You don't have to be a pastor to do that. Can I say, it, it, my kids are not critics at all, at all. Anybody that just acts like they halfway care about them, they'll receive from them, amen? But it takes a lot of people to do this, and we want to be able to use your gifting. It takes a lot of people to be able to put the service online and to do what happens in the back, and we need you to be able to do this. 
we are going to ask you to, to sow into the church. It takes money to be able to do this. And here's the reason why we're going to ask you to do it, uh, because you're going to see God completely blow it out in your life financially. I'm going to go ahead and tell you, if you told me to not put in my tithe check this week, we're going to fight. Because I know what happens whenever I put in my tithe check. I know what God's going to do in my life. Amen? And it, it, can any tithers in here say amen to that? Amen. amen. But, but the Bible talks about all the benefits. And it could be that you're here and you're kind of checking us out and you're like, eh, I'm not 100% sure if this is my cup of tea. If that's true, that's fine. And if you need help with us finding a church almost as good as this one, just let us know, amen? <laughs> no. But anyway, the word shows that there's blessings whenever we go all in. The word shows that. In Mark 8, if you will turn there real quick, in Mark 8, there's the story of the rich young ruler. And I'll tell you a little bit about this story. There's a young man that, that had a fair amount of wealth. And he comes to Jesus and he basically says, uh, what is it that I have to do to be able to inherit eternal life? And so Jesus kind of runs down with him some of the things that he needs to do. He says, honor your father and your mother. Don't steal, don't kill, don't commit adultery, yada, yada, yada. And the young man says, well, I've done all this. And then in a nutshell, Jesus says, uh, well, if you will, go, if you want to be perfect, is actually what Jesus said, go sell everything you got. And it says that the young man was disappointed and that he walked away. Jesus then goes on to say uh, to the disciples, because at this point, they basically said, how in the world can anybody inherit eternal life if they have to do this? And, and Jesus said, well, you can't if you trust in riches. That, that's the key, trust. This young man was putting his trust in riches and not in God, amen? So to fast forward through all of that, here's what happens, verse 28. After Jesus kind of gives them the truth about the story, uh, Peter spoke to him and he said, we have left everything to follow you. We've left everything to follow you. Peter was saying, Jesus, we're all in. We are all in for you. In verse 29, Jesus says this. He says, truly I tell you, no one who has left home or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or fields for me and the gospel will fail to receive a hundred times as much in this present age. Listen to me. Some of you have sacrificed to be in the middle of what God's got for you to do here. Amen? Some of you have. I'm going to go ahead and tell you, I know that some of y'all, you've got family that are still giving you a hard time about why you come to this church and not the church that you were raised in. But Jesus says this, anybody who's left all of this right here, they're going to receive a hundred times as much in this present age, in the life that you're living right now. Somebody needs to give God some praise for that. Amen. And he says this, he says, homes, brothers, sisters, mothers, children, and fields. Listen, he's saying that he's going to bless you with homes. He's going to bless you with property. He's going to restore relationships that you thought were gone. He's saying he's going to bless those relationships as well. Amen. But then he says something very interesting right here, along with persecutions. Now, we don't like that word. And that's some of what I just talked to you about. You've had some people that, that they're like, I, I don't understand why you have to go there. 
you're here because you know God's called you to be here. And whenever you walked in this place, you realized there was something a little bit different about it. Amen? The teaching may have been a little bit different. The worship may have been a little bit different. And you know this is what God has for you and your family. And so what he's saying is, is yeah, you are going to have some persecutions, but you're also going to have eternal life as well. The first will be last, and the last will be first. I want you to understand today, some of you have dealt with those persecutions, but you need to go ahead and embrace what God is trying to do in your life today. Because he's got great things for you, amen? I want you to understand today that he wants you to thrive. The Lord wants you to thrive. If you're here with your spouse, I want you to grab their hand and look at them and say, his desire is that we thrive. And I want you to know here at Church Alive, we, we want to be part of seeing that happen in your life. Whenever people ask you, how are you doing? I'm thriving. Life may not be perfect, but we're blessed. God's in control. Things may be crazy around us but we got our eyes on him. We're thriving, amen? You know, I'm part of something that's making a difference. I am the church. I'm love. If you will, just close your eyes today, just for a moment. Some of you may be hesitant from going all in, if you will, with the church based on a past experience. Maybe you were burnt at a church before this. And I just want to mention to you, first of all, that wasn't the church that burnt you. That was a church. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. It happens. Churches are made up of human beings and we're all a little flawed, amen? And so there's times whenever things happen and I'm so sorry. But I also want to talk to you today and mention to some of you, you're kind of on the edge and you're having trouble just stepping all, all the way in. I'm going to tell you, you need to step in before Satan takes you out. The longer you just kind of play around on the edge and don't step in, the more you're just going to start to step away. And I'll go ahead and tell you how this happens and what works out in these situations or what happens in these situations is, is that people, they get further and further for God they start to become a little cynical about ministry. It's funny, you'll see them, they'll start to heckle those on TV or heckle the local church. And before they know it, there is zero relationship with the Lord. So I'm encouraging you today, you need to step in before you step away. And it will happen quicker than you think. It may seem uncomfortable, but I want you to know the good news is, is there's a church full of people here that are here for you, that love you, and they want to see you blessed. Amen? They want to see you blessed. Those who are planted or all in in the house of God are those who will thrive with all that God has for them. Dads, I want to talk to you just for a minute. The world's fighting for your children. It's an absolute fact, and we can look at just history. Every generation is getting further and further away from God. But just look at what we're dealing with today. 
listen to me, dads. If every generation is getting further and further away from God, this means that us as fathers have to work harder and harder to get the word of God into our children. We have to. My greatest desire, y'all know my desire for this church. I want to see it go from generation to generation. My greatest desire, though, is to see my children serve God. Because the thought of them not having a relationship with God and being separated from God for eternity is a thought I don't want to have. So dads, I'm talking to you today. You need to get your family planted in the house of God. Amen. Something I want us to think about today. We're going to throw up Matthew 6, verse 9 and 10 on the screen. Most of us know, we know at the Lord's Prayer, Jesus was given the disciples an outline of how they should pray. Whenever you look at this verse, of course, it's our Father in heaven, or who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. Here's the kicker on earth as it is in heaven. Now, I want you to listen to me today. The heart of Jesus was that the attributes of heaven be present in your life. What do I mean by that? In heaven, there's no sickness. In heaven, there's no hatred. In heaven, there's no racism. In heaven, it's full of joy. In heaven, it's full of peace. How many of you are ready for heaven? <laughs> Amen. But here's what I want you to hear today. Whenever he said this, the attributes of heaven can come to earth in our lives. But I want you to know you're not going to experience peace. You're not going to experience joy. You're not going to experience all these other things I just mentioned until you're all in for God. Not halfway, not one toe in. I'm talking all in for him. He wants to see you blessed. He wants to see you victorious. And whenever you go in for him, let me just tell you, your life, you can live a life that you're full of joy, you're full of happiness, you're full of peace. It can be done. It can be done. So Father, we thank you, Lord, for the scripture today, Father, that you showed us. And God, just... Lord, your promises of what takes place whenever we go all in for you. Father, help us to be like Peter and Andrew, Lord, that they just said, you know what? I am all in. And Father, the things that have held our attention in the past, God, that, that weren't that important, Lord, we say right now, we're letting them go, Father, and we're just trying to get kingdom-minded today. Lord, we thank you for the promise that whenever we seek you first, Lord, we live righteously, that God, you're going to take care of us. And Lord, that's what we ask for today in Jesus' name. Thank you again for listening to Church Alive's Teaching of the Week with Pastor Gene Amoson. Visit the church Sunday mornings at 10 or listen on Renew 96.9.